Hi there, and welcome to the Work Printers Podcast, the podcast where we talk about ourselves and what we're consuming, what we're interested in, and uh, yeah, you kind of get to know the people behind the work prints. Uh, I'm your host of the mostest, Christian, and with me today is Rob. Rob, say hi. Hi. Uh, your hostess with the Rob. It doesn't rhyme, but that's <laughs> fine. I'm it's okay. kind of cool with that. <laughs> so, Christian, I have to ask really quickly... Sure. What have you been watching lately? We're both writers for the work print, by the way. Yes, we're, we've been doing this for quite a bit. We've probably read one of our recaps or listened to the two of us talk about many different topics at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, viewing stuff, uh, I've been I've been gaming more than viewing lately, but the last big thing I binged was, um, I think, Lucifer uh, Season 2, which was really good. Um, it was a nice setup. And, and uh, I actually did a podcast with Chad about it. Uh, and I think three the weeks thing... Ago is I've not actually, I've maybe seen one or two episodes of Lucifer, mm-hmm. but I, if I believe correctly, this is the Lucifer that is in the Sandman series. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, inspi- so uh, Neil Gaiman wrote Lucifer as a character in, I think, issue four yeah. Sandman, which is really good. But wasn't he inspired by David Bowie, though? Yes, he was. It was so, and it was just brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that became a spinoff comic called Lucifer, and then that became an adaptation by the guy who made Californication. Oh, uh, which, nice. Yeah, I have, kind of have to stress that, because when you see Lucifer's early seasons, you can tell this is just <laughs> David Duchovny and Californication, except okay, the yeah, devil. Yeah. I yeah. like that series, too. That's a good series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, kinda, it's very much the same, except less... Uh, less graphic sexuality still yeah. a lot of sex though and then um <laughs> they, they put a procedural around it which is very bizarre but yeah <laughs> that's always kind of weird to me though like tv writing because you're familiar with tv writing i'm familiar with tv writing yeah. um the amount of sexuality that you could put into or you could shoehorn into a series has to be at least these days just the right amount that it can't get like it, it, it could be palatable to audiences, even though they like the mothers of something. There's always a mothers of something that rebel against this. And those are the ones who write letters and those are the ones who affect change, which is weird. But it wasn't even that. It was the fact that I think it was the Catholic League, if I'm not mistaken, that said, you know, what? you're portraying Lucifer on our small screens and you're putting him as a big name character how dare you and i'm sure they were shut down i mean come on it's entertainment people it is and if you actually watch the show this is a i guess this is what they're upset about it's a nice rendition of lucifer where he's less the devil who makes you to do evil and more of the person whose duty was to make you see your own guilt and you kind of tortured yourself in a way which was very that was very neil gaiman-esque so yeah and that's very catholic too self-flagellation is very catholic dude in the philippines that shit happens man um for those who don't know i'm actually filipino but yeah imagine I could imagine. Yeah, I've actually been to one of those events. Not uh, self-flagellating myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's like a celebration uh, once a year where they reenact the crucifixion and uh, and people like flagellate themselves with whips and stuff. And it's like a it's a weird. It's like they celebrate the the suffering. And I'm like, okay, that still doesn't change the fact that you're like permanently scarring yourself in the back. And it's very 
crazy, a, but you permanently know. scarring. I mean, a, and I'm just going to go on like a really stupid sidebar, but permanently scarring. I mean, we get tattoos. I mean, I don't know if you have any tattoos, but I do. I have plenty, not plenty, but I have enough, oh. but um, it's self scarring. Uh, and it's one of those things where you have a mark for life. Now I like these. I wear these on my arms and I have one on my neck, which was the one that sucked the most, honestly. Um, but it's as a cross, by the way, ironically enough, because I, I never knew that I'm an atheist. Oh, yeah. Well, nobody ever actually sees it. Uh, but now I have a cross on my neck, um, just cause I like crosses. I'll be honest. Uh, but it's, cool looking. yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things where if you're going to be that down on what, from what I've seen a good show like Lucifer is, then you've not seen good shows. I mean, go back to your... I was going to say Perry Mason's, but I liked Perry Mason too, so I'll be honest. <laughs> As a TV watcher and TV writer, I like those sort of kitschy shows sometimes, don't you? Or do you not watch them? I, I don't know. It's weird because I've been so dedicated to like writing so much lately um just everything i consume i turn into an article basically right yeah uh, so like lately i only have been consuming things to create a thing about it and i'm that's part of the reason i'm incredibly burnt out is because there's never technically a break in my life yeah uh, which is why like lately i've been resting up a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm still being productive i kind of i'm taking a couple days to um recuperate and rethink what I'm going to do next. So I guess the, the really long answer was, uh, yeah, I, I don't consume that much TV that I don't do for work. Oh, well, you know what? That makes perfect sense. And that makes no sense. It, like it, it, it's weird. <laughs> it's kind of like, there's the weird middle part where it just con converges and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, this the universe shall be complete. Uh, <laughs> But um, so uh, to bring it full circle, yeah. is there something that you're consuming uh, to either review or because you love or because you're studying the technique for? Because like you and I, as you mentioned, are both writers and stuff. So yes. What's something that you're you're watching right now? Um, and why? Honestly, and, why? and this is going to come as kind of weird. I, well, I, I've definitely been consuming a lot of movies. Uh, David Lynch. I mean, oh, sweet. granted, I've seen all of David Lynch's stuff, all of his shit, mm -hmm. but I still love it. And I think he had like an interesting way of viewing movies. Um, if I remember correctly, he would say if he could come up with a movie plot, what he would do is he'd go into Bob's Big Burgers. He would order like a milkshake and several coffees and he would not stop. He would write on napkins, uh, keep writing on napkins. And if he didn't have a pen, then he would ask one from the waitress uh, on the proviso that he would give that pen back. Mm -hmm. uh, but he would write 70 napkins worth of ideas. Holy crap. And then he would have a full-fledged movie. And then he would tack them on his board and then obviously put them on three by five cards. But his whole thing... Which is an interesting way to be as a filmmaker, I think, is he's like, just buy a stack of cards and then write different scenes on each card. Every card has to have a different scene. If you have 70 scenes, then you have a movie. Like, okay, that's interesting. 
David Lynch. I mean, granted, I'm not in his mind, but um, and I always admired the guy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's brilliant. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah, uh, Elephant. It's weird saying it, but Elephant Man is actually my favorite of his. Oh, Elephant Man is genius. Yeah, genius. Uh, but in TV shows right now, because that's where I think more our focus is going towards. Um, I will say that honestly atlanta is one of my biggest ones Mm, i don't know when they're coming out again uh they haven't had because it's the fall now so there should be more fall shows coming out but the thing is that what due to the covid a lot of them are kind of reticent on continuing production Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um but Blue Bloods is coming. They're starting production out. But movies, mm, they're on the decline, I think, at least at the moment. Because, oh, no, absolutely. Because of the COVID. Yeah. And that's like a more rigorous schedule, I would think, right? Yeah. So the, there's a huge difference between TVs and movies in the sense that um, TVs, you usually have like a set or an established period of time for shooting in a particular location. Yeah. Time while- costs money. Yeah, well, the thing is, is at least with TV, you can plan it. Movies, yeah. movies are much harder because it's like, all right, we only have t- like a month or two. Like m- most of the work is done yeah. pre-production and then in post, but like your actual shooting time is kind of slim. Like it's this very slim window, and like the longer you stay, the more it, budget just goes out through the roof because yeah. you have to feed people and like have all these things set up in this yeah. particular area plus get all the permits etc cetera, etc cetera. point being it's a lot harder in covid reality to shoot movies mm-hmm. than it is for uh, television and uh, we're and we're kind of seeing that now actually because we just found out that mr robert pattinson just caught yes. covid19 yeah for the batman which sucks because you and i had both seen the awesome trailer that was the Batman. Yeah. And like, I honestly, I don't know about you, but when I first saw the trailer, I watched it like 50 times back to back over. And I don't know what was the better part. The fact that just the mood itself or Robert Pattinson just beating the fuck out of somebody for like at the very end, kind of like a Batman, like 15 hit combo. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That's what it was like, but he re- reminded me of like Daredevil when Daredevil at first was kind of like really pissed off and he didn't know any restraint. Yeah, a lot of people made the comparison to Daredevil. A lot of people also called Robert Pattinson out for being emo Batman, but I personally dug the look. I think he looks sexy. I <laughs> I think he does too. Yeah. But I think that they say emo Batman because they see the like raccoon eyes like yeah, the, the eye makeup for the first time for the first time and like why hasn't any other batman done that it's so no, weird no. you're you're absolutely right it's very funny that they uh, they've never addressed it until now too so because it's and, like, oh, yeah, where where does the human skin go when he has the mask on? It's like, yeah. where does he keep that makeup <laughs> yeah. every time he puts the suit on? Well, I mean, in that sense, like, if they were to have, like, if you were to look at every other Batman scene when he takes off the cowl, he would have literally have to had, like, a maybe like a flash-type reaction where he just wipes off the makeup really quickly with makeup remover and just, oh, okay, I'm camera ready. 
right now. I mean, that's what you invest billions of Wayne Tech dollars into. <laughs> a mask that removes my makeup when oh I Oh my take god, that that would be All right, I'll talk to you I'll talk to you about this later. This th- I, I I have an idea in my mind. I think okay. we I think we should write this together, but um, I'm not going to say anything more about that. Um, but we also saw Wonder Woman in oh. the DC fandom, which is yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, was there any particular like a scene in the trailer that you liked? I loved her like big winged, like full, uh, what is it? Golden arched costume, I guess. Yeah, that thing was cool. Yeah, that thing was cool. Yeah. How do you I... feel about Kristen Wiig though? It seems interesting. She's a talented actress, so I, I'm not worried about anything really with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, also, I have to tell the audience that Christian is an accomplished comic book writer. Oh, I'm not really accomplished. I'm still kind of struggling to get there, but thank you. I like. I, I have the talent, definitely. But mm-hmm. yes, yes. And do you want to play? Please plug your comics. Come on, man. Oh, you can do uh, it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, for those who listen to the podcast, I'm sure you know that uh, me and Kyle write a comic book called Fear the Boogeyman. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still we're still drafting it and stuff, but I, I've finished all the... Uh, uh, pretty much the script is 100% done. And mm-hmm. when I mean script, I mean the first six issues. So, like, we have yeah. a full graphic novel, uh, but we're, we're still on uh, tr- pretty much readying phase one, or the first issue, I should say. And then once that's good... Like I've already made like a marketing plan and a business plan and a Kickstarter account. Oh, nice! Like so yeah, it's just I'm just waiting on that <laughs> to finish. But I love Way you, Kyle. Than me. Kyle, just just do the work. <laughs> you can uh, do it, buddy. The, the weird thing is that, um, and I don't remember. Like I don't know if I've said this before, but you and I had met uh, actually at like the first time we met properly as not even as writers for the work print but writers in general at i believe it was at a fucking panera it was you want to you want to tell the story it's actually weird that uh because like everyone doesn't know that that's where we first met because like we also have similar friend circles but never realized it but that that panera was actually where we first it was weird um I think I had, what was it, like a meetup group or <laughs> something like that for screenwriters? Yeah. So I attended that. I'm like, all right, I'll put my hat in the ring and whatnot. And I submitted to everybody my, I think it was one of those things. Uh, I did it for the radio station because I thought it was short and stuff like that. It was like five pages or some shit like that. But um, I had them read it. It was a radio play. And so it went as well as I expected it to go to. <laughs> um, I mean, we already have it recorded. So, I mean, it, either way. Uh, but it was one of those things where we broke up. Everybody read their things. And I noticed you and I'm like, huh, this guy, like, because you said that you're written other things. And I'm like, okay. You know what? I'm kind of curious right now. And <laughs> uh, uh, correct me if I'm completely wrong on this. Um, <laughs> I, this was years ago. But um, 
he was like, yeah, you were that guy that read for that, uh, what was it, like Comic in a Day, the 24-hour thing. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I did a yeah. uh, 24-hour Comic in a Day uh, yeah. for uh, Colab Arts, which is an mm-hmm. organization that does a lot of art and community stuff in New Brunswick. And yeah. Really, really good. And, um, and yeah, yeah, I, I did a, a 24-hour comic uh, with uh, my partner, and mm-hmm. uh, we actually won yeah. the, the whole thing that year, which mm-hmm. was really cool. And um, that that was based off of an idea that we kind of compromised on, but it's always about sometimes. Well, not always, but sometimes it's about what you compromise on. Yeah, yeah. So like we we did a story called Paperless. You can actually find it on the uh, collab art. You site. can, and uh, please check it out. I love. I really, really like that. Thank you. That that literally. I just came up with that on the spot, so it really means a lot. Because um, I actually have a, uh, I had a different approach entirely, mm-hmm. uh, and a pre-written story in my head of um, this this idea for a short that I wanted to do for a comic, but um, we couldn't really get the logistics down. But mm-hmm. I kind of saved it. I'm actually making it into a uh, short story audio play. Uh, oh, audio nice! Speech, uh, audio story for collab as well, um, and. Uh, yeah, I like the scripts ready. Um, I had somebody edit it, who a mutual friend of ours actually, and um, I need to get uh, her edits and kind of finalize it. But I have a whole cast of, of actors and stuff. And, oh, okay. And stuff. So I'm I'm excited to do it. Uh, I, I kind of that's the thing is like most people know me from work print because of all the articles and stuff that I, I do here. But like I also write for a site called HeyPoorPlayer dot com yes. for video game stuff. Oh. And people, also, people, uh, check that fiction. out. Uh, oh. Before you say anything else, people, check that the fuck out. That's <laughs> actually really, really cool because I read that article, the the last one you did, the top ten. Oh, that oh yeah 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 that, that I'm having a lot of fun with that. I did a for anyone's interested, I did a top ten list of the top ten superhero video games uh, of all time for and the nineties, two thousand, like, and two thousand ten. Deep deep cuts. Thank you. Yeah yeah. You I did a lot of research cuts. for that. So, like, because um, that's my other playground besides here at the Workprint. Um, I I researched into, like, what were the best of the time, but also uh, what made big historic marks and stuff. Like, I, I put Pepsi Man on the list yeah, of uh, the 90s because that was a really popular one. Yeah. Uh, I put The Flash there, too, because yeah. most people didn't even know there was a Flash game, but it was huge. Not only is it huge, but it's a huge collector's item that mm-hmm. was weird because it was a Flash adaptation of the TV series that only came out in, like, I think Europe. <laughs> wow. Or I'm sorry, the series that came out here, but the game yeah. only came out in Europe, even yeah. though they never got the, the American Jeez. TV show. Wh- which was like, it, it was su- it was such a weird combination that it made the game like a super rare collector's item. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, and, yeah, I do, I do stuff like that there. And so he was like, I saw you like doing that reading. Obviously, I didn't win that year. Yeah. And then one of our other... I think it's a trio right now because the next oh year. Oh my God, that I never actually made that connection. Yeah. Yeah. The next year, um, one of our other writers on the work print actually won it. I participated again, I believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the third year, I won. So yeah. It was yeah, kind it's of like. very weird that we had that. Yeah. Yeah. All three of us have won comic in a day. Go yeah. figure. Yeah, <laughs> and they give you a money prize. I'm basically spending it on alcohol. Who cares? 
Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Uh, to be yeah. honest, I still haven't spent mine. I kind of for I keep have I keep like just saving it, just being like, hey, I got a thing. That was a weird year too, because I also wrote a Korean drama. Yes, you <laughs> like, that did. was a really don't, creative year no, for me, dude. Don't don't shirk about that. Don't shirk yeah. about that. So, what did you write? It's called The City. It's not officially released. It had a really good budget though, and it had a uh, somebody who actually like my friend Grace. Uh, she she was basically the person who hired me. Uh, to write this, and um, she herself is a Hispanic actress who has worked in Korea a lot, mm-hmm. and she has a Korean drama uh, called Oh My Grace that was like kind of a semi-big hit, and yeah. this originally was supposed to be kind of its sequel. At least uh, we had a lot of the same production teams and stuff, and she hired me on knowing like the work that I could do, and so we did it. Uh, the only problem is, is it, it didn't fully... Um, the, the people who were supposed to market it for us kind of fell through. And then uh, yeah. because of that, like, we still need to shoot. Like, I, still, I think we still need, like, one or two reshoots on top of, like, uh, finding full release production. So we kind of just released it on Kakao, which is, like, the YouTube equivalent of uh, Korea and stuff like that. So it's, it's there. Or is it, it's like, available. Vimeo? Yeah, it's sort of. It's, um, it's, it's weird because, like, it was gonna be this big thing but it like it, it's it's there to show that we can do work and stuff like that yeah but like it never fully hit where it's supposed to that's kind of what happens in the industry unfortunately yeah but like hey i you know it was really cool to write a, a full thing and uh i got paid for my work and stuff so yeah it was pretty nice. you know yeah. get paid man get paid yeah. Yeah. this it's guy story, is though. like to- totally i will stand by him and say he is a really 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 good writer thank you <laughs> say that well, what about yourself like what what have you been working on stuff uh, lately um right now outside of the articles that i'm doing outside of the, the podcast mm, the many podcasts podcasts um and outside of possibly the next uh, well not possibly definitely the next four articles that i'm writing for space force which i'll be honest i don't care for <laughs> dude if you don't want to finish them you don't have to. no no no, again, no no like, no we, i no. know i know but I, I i like to write and again i've always been taught you know what you complete it finish it it was one of my like things like i used to play in youth i used to play basketball in baseball and really? basketball well, first of all, okay, this is going to be really stupid sounding, but I used to play baseball from like uh, like six to like ten years old, something like that. It's a little league, yeah. A little league, um, and then when I hit ten and my my team hit the playoffs, I got that, and I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. Um, I was saying that. They hit the playoffs, and I'm like, but what did I accomplish? I didn't accomplish anything on that team. Like, I should just quit baseball. I'm not a part of this team. <laughs> and she, and like, I guess the pre, like the whole, she was like, you thought that then? And I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm like, I don't want to play baseball anymore. Like, I'm not worthy from the team. I, I'm not, I'm not contributing anything to this so after like we lost the playoffs anyway but um <laughs> she 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 was like that's horrible and i'm like well again baby i was awakened a little bit in my mind at that time that's when i started to really write um 
but then I played basketball uh, from about seven till eleven, something like that. Uh, and the funny thing about that, if you guys want to know, I don't know if you want to know about me really quickly, but uh, my mother was the actual basketball coach of that team and we won enough times to make the guys the men coaching those teams really really pissed (laughs) i don't know she's never she has no idea about basketball she's never really watched basketball (laughs) that it was one of those things where like she just filled us with confidence and that was it and that's all you need to really inspire a team to win that that should be a a small movie right there (laughs) it could be it could be i'd have to ask her about that Uh Uh, but then i played soccer and then soccer became became my whole sport through life i love soccer so but um it was one of those things where from basically 10 years old to uh, i gotta say high school age I was kind of like, I either want to draw or I want to write. And I started writing really early. But then at some point after I got out of college, uh, my friend was like, well, I, I don't know if you're a writer or not, but like, I want you to write some sort of episode for me. I'm like, okay. I'll try it. I've never written a screenplay or TV show or anything before. And then I gave it back to him. And he's like, no offense, but I didn't think he could write this good. And it was like, well, how am I? Could I take offense to that? Are you thinking that I'm dumb or something like that? Is that weird? No, it's it's you kind of find it within yourself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but like the the ability to the call of the writing and the stuff. Yeah, but I did it. He wanted it for like an hour show. I wrote like a hundred eighteen pages, which is not. That's almost like a full fledged screenplay. But the, yeah, it's basically a movie, right? There. Yeah, it's basically a movie. So he's like, if we can cut it down, we kind of like went back and forth uh, in terms of episodes, and we kind of it down uh, but it never worked out never worked out and then i mean that's kind of a lot of this industry so. yeah no yeah of course um and he's gone to like nbc and stuff like that and they're like eh, we eh, nah. uh but then right, um, so, so okay so we're both writers and stuff what is the hardest rejection i think you've gotten as a uh, as a writer Honestly, it has nothing to do with TV writing, honestly. Um, When I really used to go into writing, like in my early 20s, uh, and I stand by this wholeheartedly, I wrote uh, basically what is considered short short verse poetry. So like Dorothy Parker, Robert Benchley, all like... Ogden Nash, like really silly, but rhyming, but clever poetry and whatnot. I submitted one to the the Atlantic. They said, no, we like your poetry, but it's not accepted in our (laughs) magazine. Mm -hmm. As when they were like, not as political. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I submitted one to um, I'm forgetting the other one. I have the rejection letters in my desk, but <laughs> it's too full to open because I have so many rejection letters. Um, um, McSweeney's. McSweeney's. Oh, yeah. Uh, I tried to submit to them one of my other ones. Uh, they rejected it. Like, I've had like 10 rejection letters uh, for my poetry, which I thought was at the time genius it wasn't genius it was funny it was clever but it wasn't genius but the thing is that i was still at a point where i was thinking i could write like dorothy parker writes i could write like other people write it's like it's not the fucking 1920s mm. that's the thing it's not short verse anymore people like something with merit it's yeah like, they well, like hamilton <laughs> Well, exactly, exactly. Then Hamilton came by. It's yeah. kind of like, dude, I should just hang my hang, hang my hat up, and that was it. <laughs> that was pretty much it. But I mean, you you put yourself out there. You got rejected, but you kept. No, you, you know, going. you kept your spirits. You kept growing, you, and you learned from it. Yeah, and you, you kept writing, and, and that's I've, kind of the big thing. And I've applied to the Nickelodeon thing a couple of times <laughs> before. Yeah. And I've gotten I, rejected yeah. a couple of times before. So these things, like, I really want to make into, like, um, I want to macrame them or something yeah. like that. Like, so, I, I just want to put it on my wall. Uh, that's good, though, dude. Just when it finally hits, it'll it'll be it'll be worth it. You know, it'll be like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember uh, I was reading... I don't remember what I was reading, but I, there was a Jim Carrey moment where he wrote himself like a million dollar check before he was like rich. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, one day he actually was. <laughs> he could actually afford that million dollar check. And it's it's weird things like that that kind of inspire people because you don't realize you're going to become. Well, like, I, I'm sure you could agree with me, but the industry that we're going into is it's kind of like you're going into a storm like if mm -hmm. you see yourself as like a little um, a little sea boat but you're going into like a really really big storm darks all around the sky like just thunder lightning everything they're coming towards you and you're like i just got this little sailboat and what do I have? Well, there's one of two things that you could do. You could either skirt to the side. When you skirt to the side, that's actually worse for you because you can capsize. Or you can head straight into the squall. Because if you do, then your boat has a better chance of surviving it. Hmm. Well, I, w I shouldn't say it like a little sailboat, but like enough of a boat where you could just, you can cut through it. You just have to meet it head on. Yeah, I like that. I am a horrible swimmer, so <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that boat stays sustainable. Well, um, you have to know how like to do a surline and stuff like that. And <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like, dude, like you're good. You're good. I will say, honestly, to everybody, 
Christian is like not that I'm trying to puff you up or anything like that because mm -hmm. the words speak for themselves but you are like one of the people that I love reading to oh my god thank you dude yeah that means a lot because I lately it's been really hard um I'll talk to you actually a little bit after the podcast yeah. about what's been going on but uh I guess I'll talk a little bit about it on this podcast why not fuck it um yeah I I got a new job and then was fired from the new job without ever getting a chance to write, which is the most insulting fucking thing for a writer, especially oh, for myself who takes okay. pride in this. Uh, before you say that, um, I'm not going to say the company. I'm not going to call yeah. them out, but it, now, uh, it, be, it fucked me up. Yeah. Before you say that, um, mm -hmm. this might, I think, and this is only speculation, but I think think that this might make you feel slightly better okay so one of my favorite writers of all time tv wise is tom mm -hmm. sharpling he's written for he's been one of the head writers on monk he had written for divorced one of their best episodes ever and fans will say that uh, he's written for What We Do in the Shadows. He's oh, still, shit. yeah, he has one of their favorite their favorite episodes too. If you ask fans, um, he is a TV writer, and he does. He used to do um, a show called The Best Show, uh, running for like I don't even know twenty five, thirty years, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing is that they went on hiatus for certain reasons. I'm not going to go into that. But um, he does a new show right now called Double Threat with Julie Klausner, who mm -hmm. was the creator and main writer of Difficult People, which is a funny fucking show. Difficult People, people, watch that. I'm just going to say that. But the thing is that he said, one of the worst experiences in my life is when I was in New York. Now he is kind of like stuck in California right now mm -hmm. um, due to the COVID and whatnot. He wants to be in New Jersey because he's pretty much he lives kind of where we are. We're not going to say where, but <laughs> we yeah. he lives basically where we are in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, but like the thing is he's like i was humiliated i was fired from this and with no and i think it was from divorce because and that was like an hbo show and he mm -hmm. wrote one of the most amazing episodes ever on that but it's one of those things where i mean is it the industry or i mean it's uh <laughs> weird um yeah it, getting into writing is hard but at the same time it's better than it was before because it's a little bit yeah. more uh oh what's the word translucent like you can see yeah. the paths that you can take and pr people are being more responsible with their bullshit compared to before yeah uh, and a, a lot of that has to do with the times a lot of that has to do with the internet age 
people calling yeah. people out. Uh, me too was a big reason. But um, for what happened with me uh, with this particular job was um, it was just really really shitty tiring. Um, really shitty on the um, on the on the recruiting end because I was technically it's again no hardcore details, but I um, mm -hmm. I got hired legally and signed all the legal documents and was technically told I was going to write here and here and here. And then I was ghosted, which, I mean, I've been ghosted before in the past, but yeah. never on a professional Same, level. Yeah. And that's highly fucking unprofessional. No, yeah. Um, and then I kind of was just told, oh, this was a mistake. We're sorry. Uh, here's where things get really fucking tricky. Um, <laughs> so I, I was hired. And uh, how do I put this? Um I, I was hired on legal documents, but there were, like, I think a, a, diff a team of different people who kind of put me through the phases of, like, all right, here's your access, here's your legal docs, here's your thing, whatever. Um, but because it was so mixed in the process of getting hired, um, one person signed my actual documents, one person was, like, my person setting me up for everything, another person was supposed to be, like, my, my manager or trainer or whatever, but, mm -hmm. like, because, again, it was so messy, yeah. um, they didn't realize that they were never supposed to hire me, or, th th I don't think that's true, I think it was just a fuck-up on their end, but, like, um, I'm trying to think of a, a way to say this in a polite way, uh, yeah. one person screwed up because, um, an editor didn't like he said the editor uh, the editor didn't like my words, but like a, a whole team of people did because I was taken in pretty early on. Like I was taken in on a Friday. I was informed everything was a mess on a Thursday. That's seven. That's seven days of a mistake. Going yeah. on, which is a completely unprofessional. But here's where it gets really crazy. Um, the person who was supposed to sign my legal documents didn't actually do it till Friday. Which is confusing because I was told on Thursday that I was never supposed to be hired. And to make this even more fucking confusing. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, they, they technically hired me afterwards, but after they tried fixing their mistake, um, I had access to everything mm -hmm. on the site, yeah. which is a gigantic fucking data breach. Um, personally, I think people should have been fired. I, oh, yeah. I didn't call anybody out. I kind of was nice about it and told them their mistakes and stuff, which is weird because it's a, it's a team of people. In recruitment, yeah. you think yeah, that they'd have to together, but they don't. And um, I'm not going to say which site it was. I know it is yeah. a it's a big one though. It's one yeah. where you'd be really fucking surprised that one professional people are. Uh, and yeah, yeah so like after sucks. that, I kind of was just like, well, this sucks because like I, I went, it put me through a little bit of a crisis because I'm like, am I a shitty writer? Like, was it just how I handled things? Was it just because of like these these things? Like, I don't know. Um, but. Like, talking about it on here is, is weird, because it's like, yeah, it's it it's weird. Like, um, some people just don't give a shit about you. Uh, sometimes yeah. you're just a number to them. And well, other times I, people actually do want talent and vet you people, so it's, it's confusing. But, it, dude, like, especially in... I don't think that it's shitty to say that, as the writer, you're, like, the last in the chain. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're, like, the one who creates the shit. Yeah. Like, is is that not... I mean, you have to also remember that in entertainment, whether it be screenwriting or, you know, uh, journalism or anything, the writers, they, they see us as a dime a dozen. 
which is why I've always been somebody who's like saying who I'm a firm a thousand percent believer of right yourself, right for yourself. Yeah. Uh, which is like you got to do it because you love doing it and whatever results like it. it yes, it matters. Like it, it, take your accolades where you get them. But more importantly, you got to do it for you because like at the end of the day, it might just be that and that's not saying that it's always going to be but you'll have moments like i just went through where you have to remember that you you write these stories you make the content because it's shit that you want out there in the world to make it slightly more interesting or better at least that's that's why i think (laughs) is the point of i mean and you know this honestly is kind of my fantasy and i don't know if i said this to you or whatnot but there's a studio that hires you as a writer and they're like well write this okay and then you create like a good outline good baby beat by beat thing you possibly could create a screenplay from that if you really wanted to no and and i say if you really wanted to because you're in control as a writer but if they said you have the outline you know what do what you want to do <laughs> would they actually kowtow to the writer and say no but we really need you to do this like how much power are you in the writer and that just pisses me off because it's kind of like dude we're the ones that create the story I know but it's it's uh it's weird. It's like people see you as replaceable, which is why, like, I know I just said it, but the reason that you got to do you right for yourself is because if you do that and you really believe in it, often than more than often than not, people will fucking eat it up and love it. Um, I think you can only tell your story the best, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So yeah. if you can find a great way of portraying that in a in a way that conveys it to the audience, like the the vision that you see uh, in a really beautiful way that only you can you can write. That would um, mean that you'd have to be like a writer director, then. No, not even. It's uh, there. There are ways to direct on the on the page. Uh, the, I kind of wish I still did monomythic. Um, you could you could I, write. You in know a way what? I'm feels willing like to resurrect monomythic. I I know at some point I need to. The problem is, is like I'm taking on too much, which is like something that I think a lot of people have you said know, I need to stop. Let's take a couple of weeks. Let's talk about it. Maybe we can do like a really hardcore thing on that i mean if you want like monomythic we could try to revive it um like with just uh with the podcast and uh, and articles and lessons Mm -hmm. and stuff too because like i have i have the next few planned and stuff Uh, for Mm -hmm. those who i I don't know (laughs) i was gonna say for those who don't know monomythic is uh what's it's the screenwriting uh blog uh yeah workshop thing that i do here on the wordprint and uh yeah, yeah, it teaches you the ins and outs of how to get started and how to write your own screenplay. So yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, uh, but I was, I was gonna say yeah, like we could we could try doing some monomythic, but like in a, in a few maybe towards Christmas because I think that's when monomythic started if I remember right. So like oh, let's yeah. do an anniversary. Yeah, and there you go. It'd be like uh, I think it's actually been like a year and a half since I've really touched it. So. <laughs> I, I think like Endgame that. was the last time I really wrote a monomythic piece. Uh, I'm going to ask if I could, uh, because we're going on 43 right now. Um, yeah. 
I'm going to ask, is there one movie that you would like to see that is out now that might... Oh my god, yes. Oh, d- uh, there's so much. So, like, I'm overwhelmed, but um, okay. I really want to read the new Andy Kaufman movie. Oh, okay, okay. I definitely... Okay, maybe the next time we do this, because... That's technically movie talk, though. That's, that's Jad's territory. <laughs> what was that? Oh, so that's technically movie talk. That's Jad's territory. But you want to see that, though. I do, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, if we wanted to podcast about it, but I'm like, eh, that's not my podcast, unfortunately. Okay, but, I will yeah. talk about that with Jad, definitely. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the other thing is that... Are there any other movies as a screenwriter that you want to see come to fruition very soon? Oh, my God. That was Sandman for the longest time. And then, of course, Neil just did it himself. Um, A movie that I would like to see adapted. Uh, Because I I will say something really quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. There is... uh, I forget what is it. it. It's called the third body. Third body. Uh, what is it? Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, take your time. Let's see. There's a lot of TV. So uh, while you're doing that, there's a lot of TV I want to see adapted. Um, okay. Because you get more room with that for yeah. characterization, and that's my specialty as a screenwriter. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually doing some specs and some adapted um, scripts. I'm okay. trying to develop the portfolio, so I have four specs and four adaptations. Ready I to think go. I have two specs right now. Nice. And two, two specs, two originals, one a drama, one a comedy. So I have That's to good. just do those other two. <laughs> but um, no, uh, what I was talking about was the third body problem. Oh, what's that? Apparently, it's a novel, very, it's a scientific fictional novel in China, and it's one of their best, but do you know who's actually trying to write it for TV? Who? The guys that did, two white guys that did the Game of Thrones. Wait, D&D are doing it? Yeah. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> and these are the guys that actually, after they had like one of those season, their seasons, they're like, well, we want to adopt a new series that say says that, what is it? Um, this South is technically one. They actually have slavery one. Wait, they're doing that? At the, in no, no, this no, no, no. I mean, that's what they wanted to do. That was quickly shut down. Yeah. Because that, that's a hard They wanted... Idea. That is a whole... Like, for, first of all, you're two white guys. You're two hated white guys at the moment. You're but yeah. two hated white guys. <laughs> and, like, that. well, they're hated... You know why, too? It's just because of Game of Thrones. They fucked up the last two seasons. Last two seasons, but... I did some a little bit of research. There's oh. there's a reason why they fucked up those. Oh, because they wanted to move on to other projects, is what I heard. Because like, well, they're, that they're... that. Okay, but what did you hear? No, I. <laughs> oh, you can't share. No, no, no. I've I've heard it. 
um, it was one of those things where a, a fan at one of their, I guess, uh, Comic-Cons or whatever, uh, had said, like, well, why don't you do this? Or why wasn't the season the best? And one of them said, well, technically, because, or why, why wouldn't you do these on themes of the themes of the book? And mm-hmm. one of them said, themes are for eighth graders. <laughs> I think I, I read that quote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, like I, the thing is, is, I can't tell if that was in context or as a joke. That's what no, I hate about. it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. No. They actually were just like, yeah. themes are for eighth graders. Yeah. No, the well, other said, like, <laughs> they said basically that we're just going on what we feel. Like we don't really. And it yeah, so there's a problem with that because these are well-constructed stories that have a lot of great themes in them by George Martin. Yeah. And you can't wing a, oh, this is how we feel type storyline for something that's that structured. That's like saying, hey, the Statue of Liberty is dope. You know what would be really cooler? Gigantic tits on it. Let's go add them. It's like, why? Because we can. Because I felt like it. Because I'm a white dude. That's what it felt like, though. (laughs) That's literally, like, it it felt like they had no idea. But plus, these were both the writers of Lost. So, Wait, Lost? I thought they were the writers of Game of Thrones. No, I mean they did Lost before. I did believe. They, I, I think they, they did. Lost. They um. Uh, they did. Did they, they do Lost? Uh, I thought they did Lost. Nah, that was um Carlton Cruz who did Lost. Who did um? I think what did Carlton Cruz do recently? Didn't he do um, Watchmen? The new Watchmen. I hope they didn't do Watchmen. <laughs> that would confuse your story very much if that yeah. was the case. No, that would. Yeah, Watchmen's nominated for so many Emmys. Watchmen's actually, I like Watchmen. See, I, it's weird. Like, I have to give it a rewatch because I, I, I liked what they were trying to do. I did. I didn't feel like it was Watchmen, but I liked the story, like mm. of what they were doing. But I just, it was kind of like it didn't feel. Well, you were kind of confused because you're kind of. It's kind of like. It's not Watchmen, but it's trying to go on, I guess, what maybe Lovecraft Country was trying to do, like change something up. Yeah, well, Lovecraft Country is apparently loyal to the source material. I didn't know it was based off an actual book book in, like, the 60s, I believe. Oh. It was the 60s. Yeah, like, that. that isn't a piece of fiction that oh. somebody said, let's make a TV uh, based off this idea. That that's the actual novel, which is kind of brilliant. I kind of want to read it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, now I'd like to. Yeah, uh, that that's the third show. I forgot. Like we were talking about the trifecta of things we should be covering. So yeah. like, if if anyone's listening at this point, <laughs> thank you for listening for fifty minutes. Oh, thank and also, you. Um, there's three things that two, three, three TV shows that you should watch in 2020. Uh, the Boys, which is out yes. right now, which I'm trying to, I'm probably gonna watch when we're done. Uh, the Mandalorian because it's it's blowing up like crazy. It's yeah. so huge, and everything about it's great. And the third thing was Lovecraft County. That's that's or country. That's that's uh, was a county or country. Yeah, Lovecraft country, right? Yeah, yeah, Lovecraft country. Yeah, country is. And so I will add a fourth onto that. I may destroy you only because it's so fucking good. 
It has good, great, great reviews. So it's, and you've not watched like a single episode of it yet. Me no. Again, I've I've just too busy covering okay. a million things. Okay. Well, yeah. I for you or anybody else, I recommend. It's very important, especially to this day. Mm. Oh, speaking of importance, um, since it's a superhero-themed Labor Day, apparently, given the boys is out. Yes. Um, I also wanted to mention, real quickly, uh, Marvel's Avengers, which I just did. Oh, uh, yes. On, and I'm actually writing an essay about right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. Yeah, just like for five minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, the big thing about Marvel's Avengers is you get to play as the Avengers, which is really cool. Um, but more than anything else, it's Kamala Khan. Uh, Kamala they, Khan's it's a weird cool, multiplayer. Though. What's up? Kamala Khan's cool, though. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, it's half multiplayer, which is, like, it's kind of like trying to be Destiny and, like, this really fun multiplayer aspect. There's some glitches and stuff. So that, that, that's It's fun because you're an Avenger and stuff. That's that's okay. Um, I think they're going to develop that more over time. But the big thing to take away from Marvel's Avengers is the campaign mode which is focused on Kamala. She's, like, the main character. And not only is she, like, the first, like, really major brown, like, superhero we have, but, like, she's really fucking cool. Her entire storyline's kind of like, let's take Tom Holland's Spider-Man and make it, like, a a really jovial, like, fangirl character who just loves the Avengers and see what happens to them from the perspective of a fan's as she develops powers of her own large stretchy powers which is pretty cool yeah and um and yeah like because of that though because it's such a heartfelt story like it it kind of nails knocks out of the park um i think we're gonna see a lot of future kamala stuff after this like don't get me on the comics themselves were fantastic but like this just brought a whole new fan level to kamala i think the same way that like captain marvel uh it did with uh you know with um miss marvel uh uh carol carol danvers carol danvers thank you (laughs) But yeah, um, definitely if you can uh, check out uh, check out Marvel's Avengers. For so Kamala. if they have Kabbalah right in there, <laughs> do you think that in her circle of friends they would bring in like Squirrel Girl and stuff like that? Uh, they data mine the uh, the. I think Polygon showed that somebody data mined the uh, the game, and they they know what characters will be coming out, or at least they hyp- hypothesize. And uh, unfortunately, Squirrel Girl, I don't think made the list. Oh, but God. basically, all the Avengers did. Every single character from the MCU, and yes, that includes Black Panther, is nice. apparently oh. hypothetically, hypothetically going to be a playable character in the future, which is crazy. Yeah, Red P. Yeah. Yeah, and then they have both uh, Hawkeye and um, uh, his daughter in the movies, but apparently she's an original character. Um, she's she's gonna be. They're both gonna be in the next month's uh, Marvel's Avengers. We're not sure how they're gonna do it, but it looks like they might release heroes every certain amount of like months or so. And which is smart. did you hear the kind of quasi news? What? What's up? That possibly Disney would hear the fans cries and say that there will be no male black panther that shuri would be taking on the mantle get out of here i think that might be a thing that'd be pretty cool 
That would I be always, awesome. See, it's weird that you say that, though, because I always expected her to be the tech specialist, taking the place of, like, Iron Man or something along those lines. But, hey, if she becomes the new Panther, that'd be dope. Because the thing is that nobody wants any, like, replacement of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine, like, I'm... I'm and I, for the last couple of days, I was trying to imagine how that would happen. Like, if I were to go on, like, into, when I could, into a theater and then sit in the seat and see a movie screen and then see Black Panther and he unmask himself and it's somebody else, I would be like, no, no. See, it's funny that you say that, because I, even though I doubt this would ever happen, I kind of would have liked if M'Baku became the new Black Panther, but I also would accept the sister, too, because she was, yeah. well, they're, they're both amazing. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, somebody yeah. that we know, that's the thing. Like, not anybody, like, so, not somebody that we know, but somebody that we don't know, I would not be, I would not be cool with. Would you be weirded out if they brought back Michael B. Jordan and made him the new Black Panther? Um, that would be... <laughs> I think my head would explode. I know that's impossible to do, but it's like it's not in no. you know superhero yeah. universe. No, Especially I, now that we have multiverse. Oh my god, that's going to be confusing. I'd be like, no, no. Like I'd be one of those two people that like is on Instagram and everybody's taking pictures of and I'd be like no no and I'd be like walking down the aisle no get your feet out of my way no 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 I can't do this dude there's a movie that we're watching right now no 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 and the ushers come out and they're saying no 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 like I would I would so be that person I I don't know what Disney's gonna do, but like no on the idea. the only thing they have going for them is that it's multiverse now, so that yeah. they can kind of they can kind of just play with whatever. I mean, DC is doing the same thing, so like yeah. they can kind of go in any direction. Uh, of course. Yeah, because it's like if anything screws up, we'll just go to timeline B or timeline C, and hopefully yeah, it stops there. But lines. they might not. They might just go as many times as possible i don't know exactly yeah all right i feel like we're entering this age with the superheroes where like both marvel and dc because they've done it in the comics so much where they branched out and then collapsed yeah. i feel like we're going to enter a collapse period in the next decade uh for the uh the superhero franchise movies i agree yeah where everything is just going to be consolidated it's like oh okay this is how this person's there i mean that's literally how we got miles morales so yeah um it, it works out sometimes. I mean, sometimes I would not. like a, like a movie what ifs. They're they're actually trying to do that, I believe. But I mean, would it make it to theater, or would Probably it make not. it to just like Disney Plus? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Especially now in this reality with COVID and stuff, I feel yeah. like now they would take even less risks. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so we've talked a lot. Yes. Um, is there any like final thoughts or things you want to talk about before we call it a call it a night? I'm I'm pretty much at this point. I'm just gonna slap the theme song on and then we'll just <laughs> we'll just have it there. We'll just, we'll just keep the whole do thing. Do it up. Do it up. Yeah. All, all I have to say is, uh, watch or watch, uh, listen to after the credits here on 
Spotify. Spotify, we basically do it on. I am a writer for what is it? The work print. The best. The best. <laughs> and that's basically it. Yeah. And you guys, um, I hope you like my writing. That's the only thing. I like. I I write to entertain you. <laughs> and if you if you do, please like. Add, well, there's no like button. Please subscribe and then like the the pages, the many Twitter and the yeah. Facebook and the uh, Instagram. I'm, I, I uh, think I'm still trending. So. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I'm Christian, as you know. I toast a lot of these things. I am here at the work prints at um, heyportplayer.com. Um, I think I have a Medium page now, too. I don't know. I'm doing too many things. And, uh, yeah, I am, uh, you know, doing the comics and the screenplays and etc. And that's kind of it, I believe. You can find me on XN underscore Angelus on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Christian Angelus Writer on Facebook and uh, XNAngelus.com. I still have to get the website up, so maybe check that in December. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's all it's all up there yeah. and stuff. But poor Yay. player, definitely check him out on because yeah, that is really really cool. I like Thank how you. you actually break it down. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that article too. It coincided with the Avengers release because I did a review of that, and I did a I did a game guide too. I I, I analyzed every <laughs> Avengers as an RPG type character mm-hmm. and like what build you should make based on them. So That's like cool. Iron Man is very much a wizard. Um, Captain America is a soldier, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that article is doing really well for some <laughs> reason. Just <laughs> cool, kind of funny, brilliant. Well, it's it's just goes to show you that sometimes like because like this this game I spent like I think. Because I had early uh, seventy-two hour early access, so like I spent a large chunk of those days just playing and getting everything down for that review. And the review is just like meh, <laughs> but that guide is like killing it, which is weird. Because yeah. I wrote that in like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> but hey, it's whatever people like. That's what's important. Killing it with the wisp of a win. So yeah, basically. we can anyway, go out. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're going to try doing work printers, like, I think once a month. I'm kind of yeah. leaving Bilal in charge of that. He'll be he'll be running the show. I kind of just guest hosted because, cause yeah, because, you know, I do these <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But uh, and also, Rob will be hosting one at the end of the month. So yeah, we'll have a mix of all three of us. Yay. Yeah. All right, cool. And, uh, yeah, everyone, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And, or, well, I guess it's now the end of it. A fall but, uh, yeah. Fallout video game reference. Yeah. (laughs) Take care.